This podcast is Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Bouches here on the Black Tasted Podcast Network. I am Panama Jackson, joined by most of the crew. Shawnice, Janae, and Jabri are here. We are down. Our Lawrence Hive enthusiasts and activists. Um, how y'all doing today, first off? You know, it was a good day today. Doing all right. Yeah, man. Hanging in. You know, you turn on the TV, your stuff happening. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> just like it has yeah. been the last few weeks, you know. Right, right. Um, I know I saw, Janae, I know you were out there protesting in them D.C. streets. Yeah. Uh, I'm right. You were out there. Um I did not I did not go out there. I don't know that with a with a pregnant wife and uh some immunocompromised children and the lack of social distancing that was happening didn't seem like a thing. great place for me to be. Mm-hmm. But I was with you all in spirit. That's more than fair. <laughs> How'd you feel being out there? At least as far as DC is concerned, I'll say that this weekend, you know, it seemed to be more about just kind of joy. Like, I feel like a lot of these protests, you know, up until this point have just been really, really heavy. And the energy has been, you know, really, really just intense. And I, I and it's not to say that people aren't still mad and that people, you know, still don't, aren't, aren't, you know, demanding change. But I mean, it was, it was celebratory as well. You know, it was just a lot of black people out there. You know, they had the, the Mochella truck, <laughs> the the go, go, long live go go DC truck came down. That was a whole experience, and so I mean it was it was largely peaceful. They'll had uh, you know the chanting and stuff going on, but I think also you know the police hadn't postured themselves in an antagonizing way this weekend either, which I think made a big difference. I think if they if the police had been out there with some of the energy that we had seen earlier in the week, it might've been a different situation, but, um, you know, everybody was pretty much free to peacefully protest. And so that's what happened. And it was a good day. It was a good day. I don't have any complaints. And, you know, it was a, it was good to just kind of get out there. I think, you know, I'm being in the house and I mean, of course we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So, I mean, I still have, you know, the concerns, but, but it was still just kind of good to just get out there, even if for a day and just kind of feel the energy of the people. And, um, so I'm glad I went. I'll be in the house from now on, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, to put a stamp on when what day this is that we're recording, today was the day that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer kinted themselves out, um, along with everybody else. There was a bunch of black people in there, too, yeah. so I don't want to just paint it as if it was just the white uh, Congress people. You know somebody black told them to do it, though. Oh, yeah, the CBT did. actually gave them the, the CBT gave them the soul. It was the idea of members of the CBC, and it was a bad one. Yeah. I, you know, there are people going in at various levels of outrage, and I wasn't offended. I wasn't outraged. It just looked dumb to me. Like, there are some performances are good and some are bad. This was a bad one. Somewhere out there, Colin Kaepernick has to be upset that everybody's taking all the knees. They've completely co-opted his whole shit. You know, Colin, Colin doing all right, you know, I guess financially probably, but... This it is interesting, all the knees being taken by everybody who was calling him, and it wasn't just Trump calling him a son of a bitch before. It was a it was a a, a, a huge several. contingent of individuals and several institutions that were doing that. Yep. But that's where we are now, I guess. Strange times. So, what kind of uh, protests they have out PG County? 
<laughs> they actually, I saw that they started at the National Harbor and they mm-hmm. marched across the Wilson Bridge. I Did. saw that. But I mean, in, in full transparency, I will say that most of the people in PG County are, are going into the city to protest. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, you know, there's also the Black Lives Matter Plaza. You got to go see that. Yeah, it was it was packed out there. I do. That is one thing I do. I need to see that. I want one of those signs for my house. Like I want an actual. They got to sell them sign. Yeah, like yeah. I want one of those. If it wasn't so many people out there, them, that sign would have come down. I guarantee somebody was walking away with that sign. The signs are black too. Like well designed. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed seeing the pictures, and I felt a, a, a bit of FOMO. But I, you know, just I, I definitely felt a desire to be out there because it seemed like the right reason to be out there. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. felt that from what I was seeing. You know, it was it was it was a it was a beautiful thing. Hopefully, this creates some change, whatever that looks like for our country in a positive manner. But we are here to discuss Insecure's episode. Is it episode nine? I think we're episode nine mm-hmm. at this point. Nine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Officially, nine the longest five. season yet. Right. Um, The title of this episode was Low-Key Trying, and the synopsis was Issa extends a timely olive branch to a friend. So let's see if that actually uh, uh, pans out based on what we have to say here. Now, normally, normally we would have Corey here to do the Lawrence Hive Report, and this seems like a week where the Lawrence Hive Report would be most interesting. Unfortunately, Corey can't be here with us right now. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give him the space to explain uh, where Lawrence stands at the end of at the end of next week. Is that the is next week the last episode? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. This is. I mean, ten going from eight to ten seems like it's got to be the last one. So we're gonna jump right into our uh, the good, the bad, and the insecure, and let's get right to it. Shawnee, the floor is yours. Okay, so we start off the episode with a swoontastic scene of <laughs> Issa and Lawrence just, you know, spending time together. They're getting it in, they're on the couch, they're talking, they're working side by side. It's just lovely to see. I didn't think that Issa and Lawrence would continue to be a thing. I thought that, you know, Issa had walked back to her apartment with her head held high and I thought that was it. And so to see them back on the couch um, in, in many different positions <laughs> <laughs> was nice. I mean, you know. I think I that's why Corey's not here. I think that he made up this whole thing about having plans. I don't think none of that shit's true. <laughs> he, saw the, he saw that first scene and he was out. He's like, I'm not exactly. doing the show this week. He didn't watch it. He didn't watch it. I thought it was a dream sequence at first, and I, I was too, I was like, "This isn't happening. This isn't happening." I was just waiting for somebody to like wake up, and then I was like, "Oh shit, it's actually it's happening. happening!" Oh my god, <laughs> I love it, and I love the way that yeah, they like framed. There was a this, lot of happening. Yeah, I love the way that they framed this like new love blooming, you know, around their old couch. It's just like, oh, it's old, but it's new, but it's like we still like it's so familiar, but it's like new. Uh, so exciting. <laughs> so, like, what what exactly is happening here? We we see them kind of have a conversation about, you know, what are we doing? And it, it was it was real vague. Like, Lawrence is like, "Well, what, what do you want to be doing?" Like, what? I'm you know I'm caught I'm thrown off. I don't I don't know what's happening here. You know, Lawrence mentions that he and Condola talk. They're done. He still could potentially be moving to the bay. Like, I'm you know I'm not sure 
what's happening here. Um, maybe they're just going with the flow, but there doesn't seem to have been a real discussion about any direction that they're moving in. Yeah, I'm wondering how much time has elapsed since like the last episode or since the events of the last episode. Like, has it been a day or two? Has it been like a week, a month? I guess I'm not really clear on how long they've kind of been in this space of, you know, getting reacquainted and, and you know, just enjoying each other. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, it definitely seems like, I mean, especially given the history that they have, that it might be time to try to figure out like, what is happening? What are we doing? Like, are we back? Are we just chilling? But I mean, I guess what seems promising is they both seem open to actually locking it down in some capacity. Um, nobody seemed opposed to that. They just don't really, they didn't really seem like, you know, they were super enthusiastic to have that weird, awkward, what are we conversation though. I don't know if we ever got to the bottom of it. Yeah. I kind of wonder if part of what they're doing, the conversation hinges on what Lawrence is going to be doing. I mean, it Mm -hmm. seems like it doesn't make Mm -hmm. a ton of sense for them to decide what it is they're going to be until they know what obstacles they have in front of them. If any such obstacles exist. Because San Fran, San Fran, that's true. Yeah, that that's that's not that's not you know that's not DC to Baltimore. That's like a that's a flight, right? And you know they both seem to be there, eyes wide open about what it what that being on the table. I mean, it seems like they're just enjoying each other for the time being. Why there's this big looming thing hanging over them, and I you know they're gonna have to have that conversation at some point, obviously, um, and maybe. That's going to be what the last, you know, the last um, the season finale ends up being about. But, you know, it's fun to see them together. It is. Even though they swept Condola under the rug, though. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm also beginning to feel like all of, like, I feel like I've been, I have PTSD from all these other shows that, like, you know, give us all these twists and turns and, and plot jumps and everything. And I'd be waiting for somebody to just, like, knock me in the face with some sort of plot development. And so I was not able to receive the fact that Condola might actually just be gone and yeah. not like yeah. pregnant or about to like be stalking Lawrence outside of the house. Like maybe she is, maybe she is, maybe they just broke up. <laughs> maybe there's just no more Condola. So I was surprised that like, it was just like, yep, me and Condola talked and we're done. I'm like, oh, so that was it. Like, I'm like, no, that, that can't be true. There's, <laughs> there's something else. Like there, there she has can't to be just something be, else. There yeah. has to be something else. That would be surprising if she's just gone. Like <laughs> that was just it. He's like, "Yeah, I talked to her, and we're done." And that was really just it. I was like, oh, be- I'm, not, "I'm not buying it." Yeah. I, don't- yeah. I almost wrote an article today about Condola being the new Judy Winslow. Damn, like, I just went they, upstairs. They just, I never came back. Yeah, and they just they just said, you know, she walked off from the thing, and we just never see her again. And they just we talk, we're done. It's like, wait, what? That's it? That's just that's it? That's yeah. the album? That's it. <laughs> Maybe that's really it. Whatever the situation is, it was nice in this moment to see Issa and Lawrence, you know, together again. Ew, ew, ew. Soon. Um, <laughs> another good thing for Issa, so sh- she's continuing on with her events. We see that she and Koya stopped past the, the cycle place. I don't know if that was a soul cycle or some <laughs> other cycle brand but they're at the cycle place and they are going to put on a wellness pop-up so good for Issa she is continuing on with her you know events for the culture love to see it love that for her also love Koya who is absolutely crazy but she's funny too she is yeah. crazy she's got some I mean, she had, were those waffles that she had in that Ziploc bag look, yeah look like Uggos 
walking very around black. you Very black. Is, it, is, is that very black? Yeah, she I'm had hand black. warmers that she kept her waffles warm in a bag. That's some... That is innovation. That is... It is, it, it is ingenuity. It's, it's poor ingenuity. Did it work or not? Exactly. So, yeah. So, I love to see that. And then my, my final good, the celebrity hype game. I would love to play that game. I feel like at the next at the next gathering get together, you know, we should be playing Celebrity Hype. It is such a simple game, too. It's such a simple game. Like, who would have guessed that Bernie yeah. Sanders is six feet tall? Did you know that? You did, no. Janae? I did know he was tall. I did know he was. I've I've met him oh. once, and I remember being surprised <laughs> that he was that tall. Yeah, I'm always surprised at the height of these. Like, I thought Drake was short, and Drake is not. Like, Drake is not a short guy. I'm always wrong. I think everybody's shorter than they actually are. Like. Except Bow Wow, who is probably as tiny as I think he is. He absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that as well. <laughs> everybody, everybody on the uh, the Millennium Tour. Yes, oh, petite. Yeah. Very it's petite. Sized. Janae, if you don't stop calling these grown man petite. Oh, I Yo, mean, true story. I didn't. <laughs> I saw Lloyd <laughs> at the Atlanta airport once. I was on one of the little moving trams with mm-hmm. Lloyd. And I was with a friend of mine from Spelman. And we were both like, yo, I think that's Lloyd. Why is he so small? Like, he is so, such, such a, such a, a tiny lad. And, um, yes. not a lad. He was, he was, he was lad sized. And, um, but, you know, Lloyd makes decent music. So we let him, we let him live. We definitely clown though. It was very clown worthy because I'm the short one in my crew and I'm, I'm a giant in some places. <laughs> um <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, like he got something to say. Like you got something you want to say. I think he just threw him off. I was going to jump in just so that people be small, people, you know, talented people, actors, people always talking about how short actors are, uh singers, um whatever, but um yeah, we can just keep it moving now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, Molly went to therapy, which is a great thing. And that's all I have to say about that. Because I'm going to segue into the bad and say, yes, Molly went to therapy, but she, she's in there for no reason. Like, this is, why, why are you there? All Molly does is go to therapy and vent. She doesn't want to do any of the, the work. She doesn't want to be introspective. She, like, she just, she's in therapy wasting her time. So, Good that Molly's in therapy, and let's move. Let, now we're in the bed. Molly is in therapy, wasting her time. I wonder what her progress is like. I wonder, you know, where else her <laughs> therapist? If if you ask her therapist, where would she say Molly has shown growth? Uh, because it seems like <laughs> after her first appointment, you know, the way she tells half truths, tells it only from her perspective, can't imagine anybody else's. Where does she take fault with her own actions? Seemingly nowhere. It's good that she's there, but you got to do the work. Uh, therapists are not miracle workers. Yeah, no. I just don't understand what is her issue. Like, there's something special. Like, her contempt for Issa in particular, I don't really understand. Like, I don't get what this projection is about. Because, I mean, even when the therapist was pointing out the patterns in her behavior with all of these different people in her life, Eventually, she got back to good spaces with all of these people, but Issa is the one person she just can't really give 
it's, it just feels so negative, just this negative outlook on Issa. But when did that happen? I would venture to say that it happened when Issa started getting her life together. Or it's always been like that because they never, ever been friends. Molly, <laughs> Molly measures that. herself. <laughs> Molly measures herself against Issa. Like, no matter how messy Molly's life gets, she can always say, yeah. I'm doing better than Issa. It ain't messy as Issa. You know, and now that Issa's growing up and being more assertive, just Molly just don't know how to take it. It just don't feel right to Molly. And I don't want to get ahead, but I'm glad that Issa stuck to her guns in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, really, it seems like Molly just doesn't like. I'm wondering if in every one of these other these other instances, somebody else came to her to make it right. Like she does not, even with um, like Andrew. Andrew keeps trying to nudge her towards mm-hmm. reconciliation in spaces, right? Like he's trying to be the good guy who is the other presenting the other side, and she doesn't like that. She does not like that there's a other that there's an other yeah. side to how she feels about something. And nudge is key because he's scared of shit of her. You think so? He's no, very, he he treads very lightly. He does. So? I almost wonder if that if he's just figured out that's how you have to operate with her. Yeah, I don't know if it's scared. I think that's the way you have to operate if you want Molly to hear you. But at the same time, like I also don't think that's sustainable. Like if she, she's not she's not receiving it in any way, she's pushing back at every turn. Like, and if I'm Andrew, I don't understand what's keeping him there at this point because this lady is crazy. I also think that Andrew is just a laid back person in general. Like I think that he's just one of those people where he's not easily rattled. So he's not going to show much, I don't know, reaction to the things that she does. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not sure we would get that much of a rise out of him anyway. I mean, but he pushed back a little bit though, like about his brother, like that's my brother. Like you're just never going to see him again. Yeah. And, you know, and she immediately falls into the, why would you want to put me in an uncomfortable situation? Well, it's, it's going to have her. to happen at some point. You know, like, you can't be that selfish. Either the discussion is going to be, we're just going to agree to disagree and leave things, whatever. But you are go- you can't avoid this man's family forever. Like, y'all ain't even married. You know, oh, y'all yeah. ain't in that space. So it just seems unrealistic. But she just doesn't like to hear that. She doesn't like that that there's another side to this, that there's other ways to approach things when it comes to certain stuff. So I guess whenever she feels like she's been put out, she does not like the idea that there is perhaps she was in any way, shape, or form involved in any of that. And, you know, that plays the most prominently with Issa. But then even when the therapist told her, like, was pointing out the pattern, like, you know, well, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? It seemed like that resonated with Molly and hit her in the chest as it should have. And it should have, like, you know, caused her to think, like, hmm, maybe I do need to you know, kind of give a little bit and, you know, try to see things from a different perspective with all of these different people who mean something to me in my life. But then it seemed like she literally went to therapy and then just kind of did, was like, okay, that was cool, girl. And then just went on back doing to, doing the same stuff she'd been doing before. She, like Shawnee said, she's going to therapy to vent and to get all of her frustrations out, but she's not taking anything with her when she leaves. And well, I hate it. it's hard to do work. Like, what I, the one thing I'll say is, like, she's probably... When you're in in therapy, somebody telling you this is what you need to do, it's like, you know what? You might be right. I probably do need to do that. It's completely different when you're faced with it directly and you have to put your pride aside. That, I mean, that's the problem. She has too much pride. Putting your pride aside and, and putting action to those ideas, she ain't the kind of person that can do that because she does not like being vulnerable. So showing yeah. that vulnerable, it requires you to be vulnerable to other people 
to let them in in a way that's going to allow you to actually grow. And she just don't have that gene. That's just not, you know, we mm-hmm. saw we saw her do it with her dad, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Like she caved a little bit there, but you know, maybe it's that's her dad. I don't know. But. but that was only after her brother told her about herself. And I mean, I guess maybe the only reason that she was able to receive that and not like completely, you know, dissociate herself from him was because it was her brother. But I feel like that's the only way that that message sunk in for her. And so I feel like to with, with Andrew, I know he's trying to keep the peace, but I feel like Molly doesn't get it until somebody, you know, for all intents and purposes, kind of like has to drag her and be like, girl, you tripping. Like, and he's he's not doing it that way. And it's not to say that Molly... It may not even, you know, Molly's knee-jerk reaction may be to be like, you know, to push him away, which I guess Andrew doesn't want. But I also don't think this kind of passive way that Andrew's going about it while it's, you know, keeping the peace. I don't know that she that is resonating with her that way either. Yeah. Before we get off, Andrew, I was looking forward to asking you guys what you think, because it's the second time that this has happened where he's on the phone speaking. Now, he's Chinese, right? So he's speaking Chinese. I'm pretty sure the actor's Chinese. I don't know if Andrew is Chinese. Well, I I, I know that he's actually he's actually from Australia. So I'm not sure. So I assume he okay. He's speaking a tonal Asian language on the phone, yes. and Molly approaches and he stops doing it. He switches to English. Do you think what's that about? The second time this happened. I think that maybe he is used to speaking in his native language on the phone when Molly's not around. And I think that Molly called him on it when they were on vacation. She says, you know, hey, I'm here. So I think that maybe he consciously is like making an effort like, oh, I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. So let me speak English around her so she doesn't feel uncomfortable. I Uh, also, I think that, you know, it's kind of a giveaway that he's most likely talking to his brother and he knows that Molly is not fucking with him. And so he's like, you know what? I don't even want the smoke. I got to go. Bye. And he wraps up the conversation. Like, it's not like they stay on the phone for some extended period of time after that. He quickly tries to wrap it up and be like, I got to go. And so I think that's another way he's like bending for Molly again, trying to keep her comfortable and she she doesn't meet him halfway on anything. Okay. I think the first time it happened, though, was before the blow up with, with the brother. But okay. I hear what you're saying, though, about this most recent one. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't really pay a lot of attention to that. I'm going to pay attention next time to see if he does it. See what happens. Um, one of the things that I yeah. did notice uh, when Molly was in therapy was she referenced Issa as her best friend. Um, and I know a couple episodes back when there was a block party, Jabri, you brought up the fact that when Molly said to Issa, I'm your best friend, as if, you know, I'm the best friend that you have and you're not necessarily the best friend that I have. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- that was an interesting perspective. And it was interesting to hear her say this time in therapy that she is my best friend. So I don't know if that meant anything in particular or if that was just something that maybe, I don't know, we're reading too much into or if they meant to do that or what you think? It could represent some progress. I think that Molly has come to realize that she does really miss Issa. Um, she's trying to keep her mad energy and still trying to blame her when it, when her name comes up. You know, he, she has bad things to say about her. Oh, but I think that, you know, missing your best friend is going to affect somebody and even even somebody like Molly. So I think that that's sort of an indication of her softening some. But as we see, she... Hadn't softened that much. Yeah, I, don't know. I thought so too, but wrong. 
<laughs> All right. So another bad thing. This is bad to me. So Issa <laughs> still ended up having to be the one as much as she didn't want to. She ended up having to be the one to reach out to Molly so that they could meet up. And Issa seemed really excited about it. Molly seemed pretty nonchalant. What did you guys think about the whole meetup that happened? It was the kind of thing that happens when nobody wants to nobody wants to be the one to broach the conversation. Mm-hmm. So they probably sat there for an hour and some change. Kiki ended up joking about all kinds of stuff that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. They fell back into some some normal rhythms they have. You know, they were able to finish each other's like they they have all that stuff. But there was always the elephant in in the room. Now the interesting thing is. When Molly goes back to Andrew, she's like, it felt superficial. Mm-hmm. And Issa felt like, you know, it felt good. Like, it felt right. like, you know, like, and I thought mm-hmm. that was so odd. Like, you genuinely felt like that was a good conversation between y'all, but it was because y'all could laugh. So I guess yeah. maybe in some ways, it illustrated how Molly's looking for not only an apology from Issa, but she's looking for her to come out right and say, boom, 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 here's what happened and blah, blah, blah. And Issa's like, we can get there. We can get there over time. Mm-hmm. We spend enough time around each other. It will happen organically. But, you know, it was fun to see them fall back into their old routines. It also was awkward watching them not deal with the issue at the yeah. same time. I think towards the end, I, you know, I watched a lot of people talk about their interaction and, and how good it was. But at the end of the, you know, lunch or whatever, brunch or whatever they had, I was, my jaw was on the ground like, okay, so... Y'all not gonna y'all not gonna talk about some real mm-hmm. shit. It was weird to me, but I definitely peeped how Issa felt good about it, and Molly immediately didn't. And um, I also noticed how Molly took for the for for being the one half of that conversation who didn't who wasn't satisfied with it. She also mm-hmm. took no accountability to Zero. to start any of the conversations right. that she felt mm-hmm. were missing. So I also th- you know thought that was odd too, and it was. Very typical of Molly. Like, okay, yep. she we, don't think she's wrong, so ever. it's not it's not on her to to bring it to the light. Right. Exactly. She's still expecting Issa to lead with an apology. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> so irritating. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, even the way she postured herself <laughs> in the conversation once she got there, it's like Issa's, you know, trying to break the ice, ask questions. Molly not really giving no details, giving one word answers. And I mean, I feel like there's only so much I can do as one person. Like if I feel like you're not giving me anything, like maybe the best thing I can do is try to like, you know, it don't even seem like you want to be here for real. So yeah, I, just, I paused the show. I paused it. And I was like, yo, why did you come? I'm like, why did why you even you come here, to be girl? here? Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I didn't and so t- for her to leave that conversation and be feeling such a way about what was and wasn't said and you know oh this didn't you know it felt superficial to me it's like you did absolutely nothing to see to it that that wasn't the case so what are you even talking about like right. uh, it's just it's just very strange it's all it's such weird behavior it is like we we you and I both sat here at the same table and <laughs> both had the opportunity to bring up whatever we wanted to bring up and you didn't bring up anything. Um, and somehow it's all Easton's fault. Exactly. So girl, miss just me. Miss real me, weirdo sis. behavior. She, she just slowly just, I mean, she's just not a good person. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm coming. That's the conclusion. I'm coming to. <laughs> I if, we, if we want to be honest about it, she's just not a good person. She's, she's managed to entirely put the blame for the, 
devolution of a relationship with her best friend on her on her best friend who she left hanging for the sake of a relationship and her boyfriend still bailed her out but you know like it it, it didn't think twice about it it wasn't no thing because that's your homie it's your people like she was willing to let her whole friend her whole friend fail publicly in the Mm -hmm. worst of fashions over a relationship she's still trying to figure out she's just not a good person she sucks but that wasn't that, that wasn't true though. Like it wasn't really because she was trying to fix the relationship with yeah. Andrew. She didn't want to help Issa because she yeah. don't like Issa. She oh, didn't want to help because that Issa, yeah, exactly. Because what Issa ended up doing would not have run afoul of what Molly said the actual problem was. Molly said the problem yeah. was she didn't want to ask Andrew and put and bring that into their relationship. So Issa took that, assumed it was true, and got to Andrew a different way. And that wasn't that didn't sit well with Molly because the whole thing was a lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Molly's not a good person. <laughs> Moral yes. of the story. Yes. <laughs> That's Damn. it. Damn. I said you hate to see it. I hate to see it. I hate to see it. So now we've moved over. You know, Issa decides that she's gonna go and help Nathan move. That whole interaction was weird. Her, her having to tell Lawrence and you know basically. I don't know, it seemed like she was kind of getting his permission, but whatever. Um, so now they're there, and Issa decides Whoa, to let... We can't him. gloss over that. That's a moment where Lawrence shines <laughs> on a show called Insecure. He shows some go real ahead. security. Go ahead. Saying, go ahead. Don't, even, don't even worry about it. That's your friend. Go help him move. Whatever. Whatever you want to do, I believe in you. Basically, I mean, that's what he said. We ain't seen him say all that. I mean, he said it with a look. Come <laughs> on now. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, now now we're here. We're we're at Nathan's place. We're helping to move, and you know, I guess Issa picks up on the energy that Nathan is giving, and she decides she she needs let's pump our brakes and decides to let him know that she is talking back to her ex. And you know, no, we got to slow that down too because that's not how it happened either. I had to pause the show because yeah, I was Issa. so awkward watching her try to throw him homie energy. You know, like, I'm going to go over yeah. here and unpack this as opposed to be close to you or I'm going to friend, home. <laughs> yeah, like... Even, even before like, that, God. practicing the greetings before she walked in the house. Like, she don't even know how to talk to this man as a homie. Like, she she knew the energy was there before she even got there. <laughs> it was literally perfectly awkward. And I felt awkward watching it. Like, yeah. my God, this is, this is real. It happens where you're trying to... Where you just... But... Instead of being honest and being like, listen, I just, I got to get this in the air because it's killing me. Mm-hmm. You just try to, you hope the other person gets it and then acts accordingly, but they don't know what you're doing they because yeah. they don't know why you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It was perfectly awkward. And I'm going to keep yeah. it a sec. Like if I was Issa, if I, if I was going into that situation feeling that awkward, I probably A, would not have gone or mm-hmm. B when she, like, I would have ended up telling Nathan before I went, like, I just, like, let him know that, like, I'm back with my ex. Right, and Nathan could have cleared that up. He could have been like, you know what? I actually got other people to help yeah. me. Yeah. So I'm straight, because it ain't even moving. He just needed help unpacking. That's that was the, the come through and chill. That's that the come through the and chill. Too. And, that was yeah, the thing, like, too, because I thought when he was saying, I need help moving, in my mind, that was, like, pack up. <laughs> And like move things, not like unpack my apartment. I mean, that's like it's very different to me. The unpacking situation seems a little more intimate. 
and the the actual yeah. packing up of belongings, moving things is something totally different. And so it's just me and you in the in the apartment unpacking your stuff and I'm packing all your bedroom furniture and books. Like this is too much. Right, you're gonna be tired by the time you finish. You staying over because that's how that works. Yeah, that is how that works. Because you gotta offer food for helping me yeah. out. I got this oh bottle God. of wine over here too. We're gonna have oh pepperoni gosh. and Pinot Grigio, and we chilling. That's how that I works. I was so concerned. I thought I was like, Issa, please don't fuck this man. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! Because Nathan definitely had plans. Oh, he sure did. Because he was gonna earn it, baby. Uh, earn it. I was like, did you talk to her like that, Nathan? Oh my god, it stressed me out. You put he put it out there. He was ready. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't have gone, especially g- given the energy that she and Nathan were already on. Like, it just seems like if you're serious with Lawrence to the point where you're going to tell Nathan about it, I don't understand why you even went over there in the first place. Because you already knew what you already knew or what time even he was you on. Or where you had to tell Lawrence you, you about knew. it. Yeah, exactly. You knew what type of time he was on. Like, and Nathan but, went through some emotions because he was like, "Oh, the ex, the one that would, you know, I hope he, he, he was giving him cheating lady energy." Right. He went, he went through a bunch of emotions in that moment because he was, you know, he's like, dude, I thought we was I thought we was good. Now you telling me you back with the other dude that you said was XYZ. You know, you had you cheated on dude. He don't he, what did he say about it? he doesn't seem he doesn't he's seem sometime-y. stable or something. He seems sometimey. Nathan talked about Lawrence in a way that he was like real familiar with a lot of the situation. Like you know, yeah. know a lot. He did. You, yeah. Your tone, like watch your tone, sir. <laughs> Sometimes is an why... informed word. Sometimes is. is a word that implies there's some information there that you can speak on. Exactly. Like, you can't just be calling and, people in sometime me. And that's why you can't talk to people about other people when when stuff is not going right. Because when stuff is back good, they go they go act like remember they, that stuff. Oh, oh, that dude that you was talking shit to me about. Yeah, him. Oh, okay. Especially when you came over to unpack. My mind. Right. You over here, girl. Like, what, what is happening? It just didn't make any sense. Why are you there? It didn't make sense at all. So, yeah, I was definitely thrown off by that. And I was also, you know, initially I was thrown off by Nathan's energy. I felt like he was kind of out of line for making the comments that he did. But maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't. But we did find out while we were there that Nathan was actually officially diagnosed um, with bipolar. So, you know, that that was made to be a huge thing, a huge point in this episode. Um, and, and Panama, you had some things to say about that. I did. Thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to get to them. But since you already did this, I might as well. This is going to be a minor criticism of the way the show has handled that twice. So in in a prior episode, I, uh, the the last episode when Molly and Andrew were in... Mexico Mm -hmm. and Molly's taking the shot at Nathan Andrew mentions to her what he was going through a mental health situation and immediately Molly changes her entire tune and gets sympathetic and almost empathetic about it like oh no is he okay blah 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 like she just immediately flipped the switch on that this episode that happened the same way Issa goes at Andrew. I mean, goes at goes at Nathan. Is like, well, at least he didn't. At least you know. Uh, speaking of Lauren, at least he didn't dip out on me. Blah blah blah. He's like, I didn't just do that though. Like, I was going through something. That turns out I'm bipolar. Like, I went home to Houston. Blah blah. I'm bipolar. And immediately, Issa falls into the same thing that Molly did the previous episode. And it feels like a little bit like 
I don't know if it's the time we're in where we have like in, in in our communities, generally speaking, like especially social media in the way that we've all become more understanding of mental health as a genuine thing that we need to be. We don't it, it used to be one of them kind of shun things like even going to therapy was something mm-hmm. you didn't talk about. Now, mm-hmm. people praise you for going to therapy. People talk about acknowledging self-care, your mental health, like taking care of yourself. So we're in that space where discussions of mental health are much more welcomed and much more, at least by certain segments, right? Like the quote unquote enlightened ones, like we are all more open to that type of stuff. But it just seems so, it's my minor criticism. It just seemed like an immediate understanding, like it absolved everything that happened before the statement, but I'm, I'm bipolar. All of a sudden, everything else is forgiven. It just seemed a little bit, not simple, Convenient, yeah, convenient or succinct. Mm -hmm. Like it seemed like a little bit too easy of a bow to tie on those situations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that so that's my only criticism of it. It just I'm glad that they're addressing the issue. If anybody's talking about it because of that, I think that's great. I think it's a worthwhile thing to discuss. I love that. That was just something that just it stood it stood out to me. And I don't know if I'm making something out of it, but it definitely stood out to me. Is hmm they did this twice, two episodes in a row where they just really cleaned this up real quickly and real easily like they i guess i agree i was just say i don't disagree um it seemed like a bit of a get out of jail free card because you still leave somebody wondering where you are for weeks and weeks and just because you don't want to deal with that it doesn't make you non-sympathetic to mental health issues so you know her point still stands about at least he didn't leave me mm-hmm. you know not knowing where he was and, you know, it, it's it's good to know that there's an explanation for it. And right. maybe you're not a bad person, but it still leaves you as a person that I can't really count on. Mm. So, um, you know, the way they addressed it, it seemed kind of get out of jail free. Like, well, boom, that don't really count because bipolar, you know, and, <laughs> you know, we yeah, want to be careful. We want to be careful about that. You know, like I, I love the sympathy I love the the awareness being shown, but we got to be careful with the with that get out of jail free card nature of the way they handled this particular issue. Yeah, I agree that that boom. No, that, I, I, that don't, that's yeah. that's it right there. I don't disagree with none of that. To Jabri's point, that doesn't mean that he didn't ghost, and that doesn't mean that he was he wasn't wrong for that. So on a, on a less serious note, when I first saw Molly in this episode, I was confused by her fit. And I let it die. <laughs> and then I saw her again. And I was yet again confused. And I let it slide. But god damn it, when they got to that teal suit, I could no I could no longer let the the, the outfit slide. Molly's outfits this episode were trash. Okay, and I was very upset by them. And you know, in, in an early discussion with amongst Janae and myself, she was also equally as incensed as I was with with the the teal suit, so, I, I... <laughs> so 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 go on. So the first outfit, I enjoyed the pants and the crop. I didn't know how I felt about the boots with the pants. When and they the crop. pan out to the boots, I was yeah, like, what? The, the boots threw me off. But I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'll work with it. It was definitely the, a runway outfit. It didn't yeah. seem like a functional go to the diner to meet up with your homie outfit. Yeah, like when she but, was sitting know. at the therapist and she had on the pants and the crop, I was like, I think I like this outfit. But when, when they panned out and I saw the boots, I was like, ugh. Then we get to the diner and she has on the full denim ensemble. I'm like, hmm. Go ahead. 
Why we why really we got on knee highs and, and booty shorts at a diner? What we, what, However, comma, I I I enjoy the pieces separately. Like I could have done the the shorts and the top without those boots, and I could have done those boots with something else. Yes. Altogether, it did exactly. a lot for me. But as Shawnee's mentioned, those two, it was like mental note, boom. But that teal ensemble, <laughs> honey, I could have launched my TV out the window. <laughs> What was the full the turtleneck with the 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 blazer? What was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason? Ah, oh, I hated it like, so much. It was the okay. it was the way it was constructed. Just... It was the construction. <laughs> the the shoulder pads were yeah. so far. It, the the like... turtleneck, yeah. I didn't even notice. I legit didn't notice anything. <laughs> I mean, I noticed it was teal. I was like, oh, that's that's a that's a that's a monochromatic. Well, outfit. you couldn't help okay. but notice it was teal. It was teal, all right. And I don't even mind the monochromatic looks. Like I think I think that yeah, it's it just well, monochromatic looks are are nice. But that I think mm. it, it was the construction of the blazer for me. I I couldn't I couldn't get past it. It was. But even it got to a point in the episode where she had took off the blazer, and like when nineteen ninety two. It, oh, no, it was it was very very 1992, and even when I saw her without the blazer, I was like, I still don't like this outfit. Like, I think I hate it a lot. No. So, but anyway, Molly, we digress. Molly <laughs> in her stupid ass outfit, right? You know, they're they're in the house having a great time. You know, enjoying each other's company. You know, Nathan is there, Andrew's there. They're all they're they're playing a uh, celebrity height. And I don't see any reason for Molly to be texting us, but she thought she was texting Andrew, you know, see, I'm, I'm, I'm trying with her. And she texts Issa. Now, Molly says, what, why, why? We're sitting here having a great time. There's nothing like what, what exactly prompted her to say that? And, and if you're going to be talking shit about somebody who's in the room, sis, you better make sure you're texting the right person. Like what? I don't even know how she accidentally texted Issa. Like Issa and Andrew ain't close in the phone book. Because she was like, thinking about Issa. She was thinking Issa in her head and she um, scrolled Issa. To Issa. Because mm. was it the same day? Like it was was no, it the this same, was a different it day. The same day. So it was a different day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing. Like why, how would you accidentally text Issa when trying to text Andrew? Like normally that, that happens if you're not paying attention. But they got to yeah. be mad close. You know what I mean? Like, they got to be... And from what we saw, Issa called Molly about meeting up. So they ain't been texting. So there really mm-hmm. shouldn't be an Issa text thread that's that yeah. recent in your phone. Right. To be close enough to Andrews. But, like, why did she even want to send the text in the first place? It what just was wasn't the necessary. Because she's messy. She's messy. Well, that Andrew nothing. looked at her. Yeah, she is messy. But Andrew looked at her like, like, look, y'all are, y'all are chilling. So there was no need for her to do that. That was definitely her trying to be. Messy. She was being Molly. She Molly. She Molly. Yeah, she, <laughs> she that Molly. was nothing that couldn't have been said after everybody left. Because I mean, oh, she's so irritating. But she had been like pushing back the whole. Because even when Issa had suggested the Celebrity Heights game, Molly was like, "Okay." And then Andrew had to like give her the look and rub her arm, and she was like, "I mean, yeah, we can play it." And then Issa got excited. But it's like she had been giving her the stupid energy the whole time when Issa's clearly trying to make things cool. Like we in the same space together, y'all invited us to stay. So like, wh- why are you giving me this crazy energy? I was surprised that she did that 
but when it happened, it was also like, this is a very Molly thing to do. Yeah. And this is going to be the thing that forces a conversation of sorts because yeah. she's going to have to chase it. She got to run out. She got. She has to address that in the moment. Yeah, you can't hold that one. Because, like, Issa was clearly hurt. And, yeah. you know, like, she, she was genuinely hurt by that. Poor Nathan got to get those boxes by himself. And I'm glad she texted her back and let Molly know that she saw it. Yes. And I'm I'm also glad that she got up and excused herself because I don't think that in prior episodes, prior seasons that Issa would have stood up for herself in that way. Or maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Maybe she would have. But I don't know. I Either way, I'm glad that she got up and, and immediately left. Um, yeah, I like the way she handled it. She didn't need to stay there. And then that brings us to the final part of our conversation. Um, you know, just the, the conversation that she, that Issa and Molly had outside. Um Basically, it's it's very evident that Issa is trying, you know, and that she's very hurt by this. And Molly is just still stuck on just being a dickhead. Um, and the the last thing that she says is basically, you know, this this friendship is not working. And and Issa has no choice but to just be like, well, okay. What, what do well, don't you- forget, Molly said what we've been saying. Molly said mm-hmm. maybe who you are right now and yeah. who I am right now doesn't work. Doesn't Something fit. to that effect. And. Like- what you what you want me to do? Okay, well. Well, so there's a time where Issa would have fought back on that. But Issa's also like, I'm over this too. Now, I've been in that situation many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. So this is like the early off. I remember having a conversation with a lady I was seeing at the time. And she pulled this mess. She was like, you know what? I think we just maybe need to take a break. And I was like, cool. Okay. And she was like, huh? I was <laughs> like, I'm good with the break. And we hung up. And then later on, we had the conversation. She was like, I just thought you would fight back. I was like, I didn't feel like fighting for you. Like, it just wasn't yeah. something I felt like doing. Hey. So, well, I mean, yeah. but it, it, it was, I, I didn't, at that time, I'm the one who should have deaded it well before it ended. She pulled the trigger. I took the out. You know what I'm saying? And that's effectively yeah. what happened here. Like, like Molly basically threw the alley-oop and Issa had already walked off the court. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> the game yeah. was over and, and. Issa smartly recognizes that, you know what? Okay is all I need to say here. There's nothing left for me here. When this, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm out. And I love love that. Yeah. Molly has no understanding or awareness of the way Issa has been looking at this issue and, Mm -hmm. and the way that she has been navigating this. And so Molly's still expecting Issa to come in and, and throw herself at Molly's feet. Like, you know, oh, please, please don't. I need you. I love you, you know. And I don't. But she's already worked through this. And Molly is just like, can't comprehend that. You know, uh, Issa, Issa gets big respect for like being her new grown up self. Because mm-hmm. it takes maturity to leave it right there. Yep. What you want to do is you want to fight. You want to say, even if you're not fighting back, like, oh, you know, we, we do belong together or we do belong as best friends. You still expect some type of fight where where it's like, well, it's not my fault, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. But Issa didn't even have energy for that. She's like, all right, my lift here. Mm-mm. Bye. Yeah, no, attention seeking behavior is is not gonna get it, it would that doesn't work. Like if some and I mean to Issa, I, I'm sure Issa 
I mean, she was clearly hurt. Like she, that wasn't the the response that she was looking for. That wasn't the answer she was looking for. She hoped Molly would want to work things out. But if somebody's sitting in front of you telling you that, like, I don't think me and you are going to work, like, I'm not about to sit up here and kiss your behind and try to convince you to want to be my friend. Like that doesn't right. make any sense. That's the, I mean, and I'm not going to sit up here and be a fool. So I don't know what, it was ridiculous of Molly in that situation to feel like Issa should have been obligated to somehow keep the conversation going after you, like, as Issa said, there's nothing else to say after that. You said, you said we don't fit. I'm not right. like, clearly that's a conclusion you've reached, whether you saying it just to say it or not. But like, at this time, we have nowhere to go from here. So I'm going to get in my lift and I'm going to go home. And Molly was sitting there looking stupid because she is. <laughs> not a good person. <laughs> not a good person. It was not just a- it backfired completely, and it's like for all of the, these calculated ways that you're trying to get your way, you could have just been honest and transparent from the beginning. Like if you wanted to have the conversation at the diner, you could have had the conversation at the diner. You mad that things feel forced, and why don't you say it feels forced? But you expecting everybody else to do the legwork and drag out of you the feelings that you feel because you're so high up on your horse that you can't even humble yourself to you know admit any wrongdoing or any part that you've contributed in this people get tired of that. Like if everybody else is willing to come to the table and have real conversations and admit their feelings and make themselves vulnerable and transparent, and you just are just going to bash everybody when they don't do things your way or when you don't like what they say, like that's not sustainable. Ain't nobody putting up with that. We grown. Like this is, this is dumb. Right. Yeah. I I can't believe that Molly even had the audacity to fix her face. The audacity. Like girl, fix your face. Like, you know, I could, you know, <laughs> when, you're and when your parents tell you something and you make you make a face and they slap you, she deserves to get slapped. Like, like who yeah. are you looking at like that? Like, why would you look at me like that after I said okay to you? Like, I should slap <laughs> you. Well, she had genuine surprise. Like, wait, really? Like, okay, that's that's this not the work? answer. What? That's not okay. the right answer. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Okay, cl- you're supposed wrong. to now say, right. You're supposed I'm to stay my bad. That's not how that was in my head. Yeah. God bless her. At all. I'm wondering if she's gonna tell Andrew why Issa left. Like if Andrew's gonna ask, you know, why did Issa leave? And she's gonna have to tell Andrew. And I wonder, I just wonder when when Andrew is going to get fed up with Molly. Oh, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. I don't know. If he ain't done by now. And what I think he's gonna end up doing is the whole she's gonna like, I can't believe she just left. He's like, well, you did send a text message. He's going to hit her with the well thing. She's going to get mad at him. And, you know, he's going to have to say, I'm on your side again. Yeah, right, right. He has to make a point of saying, I'm on your side to her because she gets lost. But she doesn't even yeah. appreciate it. Like, she she shows no appreciation for it whatsoever in any situation. Andrew has clearly been the only person that has been holding her down consistently in her corner. And she doesn't even she doesn't give up even when uh she uh she got the dinner and it was the one thing Andrew wanted and she just made an executive decision to not get that and just change her mind that they were gonna get something else and Andrew's like but this is my favorite this is what you said you were getting she's like well no I just wanted something else like she doesn't give an inch anywhere I don't care who you are you can't be self centered and yeah. be considerate at the same time it doesn't work that way you gotta pick a side. She picked her mm-hmm. side. Yeah. She picked Molly. She, she picked Molly. 100% of the time. 
And that's why she's yeah. a royal dickhead and in scene. <laughs> yep. That's it. All right. Well, that concludes our good, bad, insecure segment. Um, I think we're all on the same page. Uh, Re Molly, Molly's trash. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back after this break to get into our looking for the toy report. We finally have one of those. Uh, our our addictions and our final shot, well, not our final shot, but our shot of bourbon for this episode for the person who had the best episode. Right here on Bourbon About. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Bourbon and Bouches on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. As Panama mentioned, we finally have a Looking for LaToya report. So really, really excited about this. This episode, we got some insight from two uh, Red Lobster employees, Stacy and Travis, who um, who witnessed show up, uh, who witnessed uh, LaToya show up to their fine dining establishment with a uh, with a white boy, which according to them was a red flag number one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not to be trusted. Um, purportedly, it was her acting coach, but they don't buy it. Um, and it also, uh, Travis, at least Travis doesn't buy it. And he also lets us know that he ain't no snitch. But I mean, it, it goes to let me know that, um, you know, maybe something else was going on behind the scenes. Was, was Latoya having an affair, cheating on our good brother Ray J? We don't know. Um, there might be more to that story. Latoya might have been out here living foul. But. <laughs> We have one episode left, and I can only hope that we get some resolution. We find out where Latoya been, what's been going on, sis. Is it your car? Are y'all together? Like, what's what? What is the resolution here? So, I guess that's also a good segue into our evictions, our advice, and our predictions. Because one of my predictions is we have to find out where Latoya is. We have to find out where Latoya is. I'm really, I, I really, at least, please tell us where Latoya is. Like, we can't leave that on a cliffhanger. But aside from that, um, one of my predictions, another one of my predictions, I think Andrew is definitely breaking up with Molly. I think the end of this season finds Molly in complete devastation. I think oh. once upon a time, I said that like things are going to have to like crumble for Molly for her to finally get it. And I think she's literally going to be left standing alone by the end of this episode. Issa's done. I think she's probably going to piss Andrew off some more, um, especially with her not being, you know, receptive to like, you know, meeting up with his family, his brother. And he's, you know, doing everything he can. And she's she's not meeting him halfway and she's not taking therapy seriously. So I think this season ends with Molly completely by herself. As far as advice, um, I hope Issa continues to stand her ground with Molly. I hope that she is at least, at least until Molly can come to some sort of, you know, can reconcile within herself, like that she has been wrong, that she's willing to apologize. Molly, for real, for real, at this point would have to come back to me with some changed behavior. And I hope that Issa does not, associate with her until that happens and so that's what I would advise her and I'll just stop there because I feel like y'all probably got some good uh predictions and advice too so who's next my advice uh sort of plays into your prediction my advice is for Andrew pay attention look Molly moves real selfish and real self-centered and Andrew knows this he knows he has to be careful and even bringing this to her attention he's kind of scared of her um, he's not getting the compromise that he'd like in the relationship between Molly and his brother. 
Um, I wonder how it's going to go when Molly goes back in the house and explains, you know, what happened. Why did Issa leave like that? And Andrew ain't going to have nothing to say, but why you do that dumb shit? (laughs) And if he says anything close to that, Molly can't hear that. And it's going to become a whole fight. You don't support me, something, something. And Andrew will be like, all I do is support you. I just hope he's paying attention and is ready to make moves because there's yep. going to be moves to be made. So just be ready <laughs> to make those moves, Andrew. Um, my prediction, I'm not really, I'm not ready to let go of Condola, man. I don't know her. She can't just be gone, man. She can't just be gone. Her. She got to come back and, and I don't know, fuck some shit up. I mean, she do. <laughs> so that's my prediction. <laughs> I'm not opposed to any of that. I agree. All right, Panama Shanice, flip a coin. Um, okay. this this episode kind of threw me off because I wasn't expecting Issa and Lawrence to be back yeah. like they were. I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna leave that there, and I will say I agree with you, Janae. I do think that Andrew is gonna break up with Molly, but I also think that either before he does that, or maybe even after, I feel like he's probably going to be the voice of reason for Issa. I feel like he's going to make Molly realize that she ain't shit and that it's all her fault. And he's probably just going to, I I feel like he's going to maybe give her, you know, the full earful of like, this is why you're wrong. And you've been wrong since this day. And I've been trying to hold you down, but you ain't shit. And I feel like she's going to have to face the facts and it's going to end with her not having Andrew and her realizing that she was the one that was wrong in the friendship with Issa. My advice, my advice to Issa is to like play your cards right. Like you you already messing stuff up because if Lawrence <laughs> leaves and goes to, to San Francisco, what you gonna do? Maybe you're not gonna have a bay. Like you talk too much. <laughs> like she should have just <laughs> like too, you're too single sis. I'm just saying you're single right now. You you asked Lawrence what y'all were. He he didn't say y'all were a thing. Y'all not a thing. I know that you might want that right now, but y'all not a thing right now. He still might leave. And now, if he leave, what you gonna do? Go back to Nathan? No. Like, you can't do that. You've already, you know, pushed this energy to the side. So, I just want you to just, like, be smarter. Be smarter about this. Like, like you know, play your cards right. That's all. That's what I want her to do. It sounds like you asking her to be shady. I don't know. Is don't, that shady? I don't know. It sounds like... <laughs> It's a little it's less than true. honest. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you. I don't know. Can you clear that up for me? It's, that sounds kind of dark. I think it's shady for a single woman to keep her options open. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Because I, I mean, because she. Agree with that. I, I think yeah. Okay. Shanice might be saying she's putting all her eggs in the Lawrence basket a little prematurely because we don't exactly know where it's going. That's yet. what I'm saying. Because you're right, he might move. And yeah. then Which gonna be my, so, so it sounds like you were saying she's being too honest. That's not what I was saying. Don't oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, so uh, this is the perfect place for me to jump in. I actually agree with you about, I mean, I think that. Lawrence, so my, my prediction is, Lawrence, so Lawrence got the job is my assumption. He said the call went well when he was in, you know, he was on the interview. He said mm-hmm. it went well. My guess is he got the job. Is East about to get up and move to move to, to San Francisco? Probably not. Um, I don't think so. That would yeah. put her back, that, that would kind of put her into the into the Lawrence basket because she, she barely has a job in LA. Now she got to go up there and rely on him full scale. So my guess is there's going to be some separate or there, or maybe 
Lawrence is going to have to make a decision, this new yeah. job or this love of Molly, the, the, the chance for love. And if he's smart, he can go check out that job for a little while. Now, right. my advice, now, while I wouldn't tell, I do think Issa probably should have just piped down a little bit. She is single. She should have chilled. She didn't have to, she had to go in there and put all her cards on the table, like, we back, whatever. She could, you know, she might have needed a new bay in a little while. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... But that has nothing to do with my advice. My advice is also for Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, just break up with Molly. This, this is it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere, bro. Like, this is not, it's not even good for you. Nothing. He can't even speak seen, Chinese in front of her. Dude, right. Nothing <laughs> we've seen makes it look like a relationship that's built to last or one that anybody watching would want to be in. Yeah. Nobody wants to date Molly who gets to watch this show. So, Andrew. Just let it go, bro. Like it ain't it, it. This is going nowhere. It's going nowhere fast. As soon as you tell her that she's in the wrong, it's over anyway. Let it go. Let's move on. Blah blah blah. That's my advice and predictions in some kind of weird order. Okay, okay, okay. Well, with that, I guess that takes us to our shots of bourbon. We give a shot of bourbon to who we think had the best week this week, and so. I will start, and I am actually, I really do wish Corey was here. I'm going to give my shot to Lawrence. I think that overall, he had the best week. He got his baby boo back. Um, They're enjoying each other's company. He's having a good time. He went to San Francisco, had a job interview, and went well. Things are looking up for Lawrence. So, I mean, I really don't have anything negative, (laughs) negative to say about what about his goings-ons this episode. So, yeah. Who's next? I'm going to give my shot to Lawrence, too. Lawrence, um, mostly because I don't want to give it to Molly. <laughs> I don't want to give it to... I really don't... I mean... You know what? Actually, change that. I'm giving it to Issa. Issa stood her ground. She let she bailed on Molly. She let Molly go. Sometimes you got to let them go. They say, if you love something, let it go. If it doesn't <laughs> come back, with was never yours to begin with. Don't come back, Molly. Let her go. Let her go, Issa. Issa stood her ground. She she okayed her. She left Molly looking like a dumbass sitting there on the side. My <laughs> shot goes to my shot goes to Issa because Issa brought the ruckus. <laughs> I thought you were giving us some Marcus Houston with the, with the circles. If you Amen. love somebody, go. I won't say. I was actually quoting DMX in mine, but you know. You know, it's a oh. famous famous proverb. So a few people done said. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, <laughs> I won't keep y'all in, in suspense at all because I'm jumping right on that. Issa gets my shot just for saying okay at the end. Okay. Lawrence had a good week, whatever, but Issa, okay, perfect. Stood her ground. I guess I'm the um the the tiebreaker here. We don't gotta be a tie. Ooh. it's an even number, so you can well, either, you can go one way or the other. It's two one. I could. I, I'm gonna go Issa. I'm gonna go Issa because I I agree. I I really like the way that she stood up for herself this episode. You know, she was the bigger person. um, And that's all you can be. All you can be is the the bigger person. Can't nobody say that Issa didn't try. She did. And this is the result. And so now, boom, I'm done. Okay. I did what I could do. I did what I know how to do. I did the best that I could do. I tried. You didn't meet me halfway. Okay. And, you know, she she's enjoying her time with Lawrence, you know. She might be fumbling the bag with Nathan a little bit, and you know, mm-hmm. but that's you know that's neither here nor there. She stood up for herself. She's doing what she needs to do. Go, Issa. Cheers. 
All right. Well, that is 3-1 in favor of Issa. So Issa gets the shot of bourbon this week. Clank, clank. Clank, clank. Clank, clank. All right, Panama. I think you can go ahead and take us out. All right. Well, thank you all for checking out another episode of Bourbon and Bouchers here on Black Tastic Podcast Network. We're very much looking forward to the final episode and seeing where this can go. Obviously, the the love scapades, love capades, love scapades, mm. escapades of Lawrence and Issa. What happens here? And you know, if if the writers have see it the way that we see it, then Molly will be one of those people who Instagrams herself on a rock talking about my haters can't. My haters are my motivators, but she will be all alone. It was suggested. We will see. <laughs> I can only hope. So from the whole crew here, the whole crew minus Corey here from Bourbon and Bouches, have a black one. Chasing love. Ain't just sex to me. We make it love. I got faith in us. This top tier don't do no basic stuff. And you had enough already. No more hurt. I'm just here to give you all that you deserve Seeing you at your worst I just want to give you better Might not be your first But I want to be your forever Baby, you've been searching steady Hurting all I ask is you to come through the night Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time But I'm on time Searching steady, hurting all I is you to come through the night Fuck that nigga He ain't doing you right Don't think about it Just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time But I'm on time You are to die for Let's take the high road You won't love this hand